Welcome back in. Brady Farkas show at home today. Still recovering here on WDEV, AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. The worst part about having COVID for me is that I can't be at Patrick Gym tonight, which is where I want to be for the big nationally televised game between UVM men's basketball and their newest conference rival over at Bryant. We've heard a lot of hype about the Bulldogs. We'll get to see them in person for the first time tonight, and I'll be watching like a lot of you on ESPNU. Joining us now on the phone line is a guy who covers Bryant basketball and has seen them up in person many times already this year. It's Maury Hirschgordon, the sports director at WPRI 12 in Providence, Rhode Island. Maury, how are you? Brady, doing great. Uh, thanks so much for having me back on. I remember when Bryant, you know, when they were first announced to come to the America East, you had me on, and we were talking about Bryant and Vermont and the potential uh, – you know, matchups that they would have and, and, and the heavyweight battles. And, and here we are, their first meeting on national TV. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a good one tonight. And we know Brian has a good record. We know they can put up some gaudy offensive numbers. What do you see from this team when you watch them in person? Yeah, so so what I see in person is is this is a, a, the exact type of team that Jared Grosso envisioned when he put this squad together. Um, you know, he has some holdovers from last year's NCAA tournament team. Most notably, it's Charles Pride. He was the second-leading scorer on last year's team behind the nation's leading scorer in Peter Kiss. Uh, he keeps that championship DNA running through the entire team. Uh, and Jared Grosso has done a great job so far in gelling all of the transfers together. We, we know the day and age we're at in college athletics. Earl Timberlake, who was a top 50 consensus recruit out of high school, two stops at Miami and Memphis. He's now at Bryant, really starting to find himself. He's an undersized power forward at 6'4", 6'5", but he can get to the rim uh, at will. And then Sharif uh, Gross-Bullock, uh, former 8-10 six-man of the year. He is Bryant's leading scorer right now. And when we talked to Jared Grosso a couple days ago in his pregame availability, he said he's an NBA-type talent. So uh, you've got some big dogs for Bryant, uh, but, but you, they're also pretty deep as well. They can go 8-9 deep uh, and try to match Vermont. You know, I, I think so often – college rivalries are cyclical based on who's good at the time. We've seen UVM be rivals with Stony Brook for a while and be rivals with Albany for a while and then UMBC. I want Bryant to be their next rival, and I'd like it to span for a long period of years rather than be kind of a flash in the pan. For me, at least, part of, a, of having a rival is that rival being unlikable. Bryant feels kind of unlikable from up north here. What are they like, your vantage point, uh, up close and personal? Yeah, that, that's a good observation, and, and, and there's definitely, um, you know, something behind that. We, we, we saw what happened uh, in the NEC championship game last year on ESPN and, and, and the skirmish that happened in the stands and, and, and what happens on the floor. And I think it's just, you know, the best teams in college basketball, we talk about it a lot, are the ones that um, mirror their head coach. And Jared Grosso was a tough, tenacious New York City point guard at the college level at Quinnipiac when he played. And that's the way his teams like to play. And um, teams have success when they mirror their coach. Uh, and that's exactly what we have here. We have a group that, that won't back down, uh, that will dive after loose balls, that will play through right to the whistle. Uh, and I think Vermont knows that coming in, uh, you know, based on what they've seen on film uh, and, and also, um, you know, what, what they've just seen, you know, from afar when Bryant was in the NEC. Uh, last year as, as a conference champion. So that's no, no doubt it's a, great, um, it's a great observation on your part. And, and for sure, uh, Brian is coming in um, with a big chip on their shoulder, knowing that you know, they called the Catamounts the kings of the conference uh, in, in their pregame availability all week. And, and they're coming in and expecting to throw the first haymaker. You know, UVM had a 
uncharacteristically rough non-conference record. They played an extremely difficult and stressful schedule, but they ended up going six and eight. And as a result of how some of those games transpired, people up here in Catamount country are nervous about this season ahead inside the league. People have heard about how good Brian is. They've seen some of the high point totals that Brian has put up. They've seen UVM struggle. And there are some people here that are worried that UVM's losing the stranglehold on the conference. Now, I have pushed back and said at least that the expectation for UVM should still be to win the league and win the league regular season and ultimately tournament titles. That's my expectation. What do you think is the expectation for Bryant in this league in year one? Yeah, I think it's I think it's you know pretty much the same um, as as Vermont. Um, you know, Vermont play has played one of the toughest non conference schedules in the country, and I and I heard Coach Becker talk about that recently. You know, of surviving the gauntlet of putting the team through. You know, whether it's the whether it was the West Coast trip or, or just facing top mid major teams. Um, the expectation around here for Bryant is to do the same: is to compete at the top of the league. You know, preseason pick number two. A lot of people thought they could have been one. However, you, know, you still have to tip your cap to Vermont and all the success they've had, not only just the last three to four years, but the longevity of success, um, you know, dating back 10, 15 years now and, and, and you know, them really being the, the top dogs in the conference. So uh, Brian expects to, to be, you know, the first or second team in the conference come season end in March. Uh, that's where they were preseason picked. That's where they feel that they can be at the end of the year. They scheduled accordingly, just like Vermont in the non-conference. They have a road win at Syracuse. Vermont Catamount fans, very familiar with the Orange and their success, uh, you know, not too long ago in Worcester in the NCAA tournament. And, uh, you know, they already have um, a Conference USA win under their belt. They have an Ivy win under their belt. They also played a tough schedule and got rocked by a mid-major team in Liberty just a few weeks ago in Springfield. So very similar non-conference schedule and success as Vermont. And now that it's conference play, they expect to, to get back on that, that winning streak. And uh, I can definitely say from afar, uh, no doubt Vermont is still uh, the team to beat in the America East, regardless of the, of the non-conference success or lack thereof. Maury, get you out of here on this. Bryant opened up league play with a win against Binghamton. It's a Binghamton team that certainly is improving, but doesn't profile to be at the top of the league this year. Bryant only won that game by four, allowed 78 points to the Bearcats. Does that show a a vulnerability uh, at all in Bryant, that it's not going to be as easy for them as maybe people have made it out to be, or just a first game in a new league anomaly? No, without a doubt. They, they are vulnerable. Um, you know, Jared Grosso's teams play at the fastest pace in the country. You know, the flip side of that is sometimes defensively, um, you know, guys aren't on their P's and Q's and, 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 you know, they love to get into track meets. So they're fine winning a game, you know, 92-90. Uh, defense sometimes, you know, goes by the wayside. We've seen that before in the past with Jared Grosso-led teams, even back to his days at Iona uh, with, when they were a team that got to the NCAA tournament as an at-large team. Uh, in the mid-major conference. So, um, yeah, defense is, is, is one of their keys, in my opinion, coming into this game against the Catamounts, especially on the road in what will be a hostile environment. Um, you know, they're also a little bit uh, thin in the front court. Kayvon Kramer, a transfer from Hofstra, 6'7 forward. He, he primarily plays their five position on the floor. Uh, he's been out with a severe injury that, that he suffered uh, a few weeks ago. He, he, he just rejoined the team, but he – you know, most likely will not be playing tonight in the game. So without him in the middle to anchor the defense, they don't have a great rim protector, which puts a lot of pressure on guards to limit penetration. So uh, Brian is definitely a little bit undersized. Um, and at, 
some positions they're, they're a little bit slower. They've got good athletes. They have decent length. Uh, but defense, it's a good observation by you again, Brady, that, uh, they, that yeah, sometimes defense, um, you know, they focus so much on the offensive side of the floor that, that sometimes defense uh, lacks at times. Binghamton got out to a great start against Bryant, punched them in the mouth early. Bryant had enough offensive power ultimately to come back from that. Uh, but yes, if, if Vermont can get it going early, uh, you know, and, and they put Bryant down, it might be tough in Patrick Jim with, 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 you know, what should be a, a sold out or close to sold out crowd tonight. It's going to be a raucous crowd. People have had this matchup circled for months in Catamount country, and we see it come to fruition tonight. I've got UVM winning 85-76. I've already put that down on paper yesterday. Maury Hirsch-Gordon, WPRI 12 in Providence, covers Bryant. Maury, enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk to you again down the road. You too, Brady. Thanks for having me on.